All You Need to Know, the BQ Prime podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Hi, good morning. This is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 25th of April. Over the course of the next few minutes, we'll tell you everything that you need to know so that you can start your day on the right foot. Let's start with the top news. China has sought to distance itself from remarks by its ambassador to France, Liu Xie. Liu said that ex-Soviet countries did not have the right to their independence, a statement that got furious reactions in Europe. In a statement, the Chinese embassy in Paris said that the comments were made as an expression of personal points of view and shouldn't be over-interpreted. It also removed a transcript of Liu's remarks from WeChat. All of this is tied to efforts by French President Emmanuel Macron to get China to end the war in Ukraine through its relationship with Russia. Of course, Macron's initiative hasn't exactly been praised by allies. Back home, the higher temperatures are pushing power demand higher, which in turn is pushing prices higher too. The average price on the Indian Energy Exchange hovered around 7 rupees per kilowatt hour in the past 10 days, with hourly peak prices daily touching the cap of 10 rupees. Daily peak demand reached the 200 gigawatt mark in 7 out of the last 10 days amid the heat wave that is scorching parts of the country. In corporate news, the legal counsel for Z Entertainment Enterprises has argued that Axis Finance and JC Flowers have no locus to object to the merger with Sony Pictures Networks India since they are not creditors of Z Entertainment. The counsel was arguing Z's side in the ongoing case at the National Company Law Tribunal. The counsel also said that Axis Finance and JC Flowers could not seek access to the non-compete agreement that is signed as a part of the deal as they are unable to prove the relevance of the document. For more details in that case, do check out the website bqprime.com. Now, you're probably aware of Mankind Pharma's IPO. The company said that it raised 1,298 crore rupees from anchored investors ahead of its public share sale that opens on the 25th of April. The company allotted over 1.2 crore shares to 77 funds at 1,080 rupees apiece, aggregating to 1,298 crore, according to a circular uploaded on the BSC website yesterday. In other news, the Tamil Nadu government has announced that it is withholding the implementation of the Factories Amendment Act of 2023, which potentially extends working hours to 12 hours a day, from the mandatory eight hours following protests by several political parties and labor unions. Chief Minister M.K. Stalin said the decision to shelve the bill was taken after considering those views. Turning attention now to the commodity space where crude oil prices have steadied after two days of gains with an uncertain demand outlook partially offset by disruptions to supply from Iraq. On the supply front, shipments from Iraqi Kurdistan remain paused, causing some tankers to leave ports there empty-handed. And there are also supply risks in Sudan, where heavy fighting continued between groups that are vying for control of the North African nation. Last I checked, Brent crude was trading at $82.74 to the battle. In international news, Fox News is parting ways with 
Tucker Carlson, its most popular primetime host, who has also been the source of repeated controversies over his statements on everything from election fairness to LGBTQ rights. That's a Bloomberg report. Carlson's exit comes just a week after Fox agreed to pay $787 million to settle a defamation suit brought by Dominion Voting Systems, leaving a big hole in the schedule of the number one cable network. In international markets, U.S. stocks ended mixed. The Dow climbed 0.2% and the S&P 500 ended largely flat. The Nasdaq declined 0.3%. In the Asia-Pacific region, only two of the three early risers were trading this morning. The Japanese Nikkei 225 was up about half a percent when I checked, and the Kospi in South Korea was flat. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. Not too much to speak of on cues from overseas. What are you focusing on at the start of trade today? Good morning, Alex. Yes, it does seem to be a listless set of cues globally because the U.S. markets ended flat and the U.S. futures ahead of key earnings are also trading very, very flat. Remember, it's a big day and big week of earnings. So maybe the markets globally in the U.S. in particular will react more than preempt what could happen. So brace for that. Uh, Our markets traded higher on Monday as anticipated, right? But I, I think the breakout move is still not visible because we're not eclipsing some key levels. However, the 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 nature of the participants is changing. So the FMCG basket is witnessing good buying interest. The Nifty FMCG index is having some positive setups as per technical chartists. PSU banks are continuing to shine with strong gains and bullish technical factors at play. So all of that augurs very well. The very new set of stocks at 52-week highs all of which, some of which represent value. I mean, you're seeing a Bajaj Auto do that. You're seeing a Scient, which is not as expensive as some of the other IT names do that. We're seeing some pharma names like Glenmark Pharma, Zydus Life, etc. do that. So all of that uh, is interesting that the value stocks are finally finding their way up to the top of the charts. It's an important day for earnings from India as well. There are three large names in Nestle, Bajaj Auto, and Tata Consumer. And then a clutch of other very important names uh, like AU Bank, HDFC, AMC, Nippon India, and Mahindra CIE, to name the few. And we've started off the day today with results. So I'll start off with persistence results, which came out early morning today, uh, and exactly in line with estimates. I mean, there's not even an inch of a move except for the profit numbers. The revenues came in at 2254 crores, up about 4%. The expectations were 2253 crores. EBIT margins came at 15.37. The expectation was 15.4. Exactly in line with estimates. If anything, the PAT number may be marginally 14 crores lower than the expected 268 crores at about 252 crores. So that is, uh, I mean, maybe you could, that even that is not a miss really, but you could argue if there is a miss, it's a miss there, but not otherwise. What else? So IFL securities was the other one uh, wherein, uh, the higher other expenses led to a tepid growth in profitability. Revenues were up 16%, which was not bad. EBITDA margin, though, 37.8 versus 36.1. And therefore, the pack just about 9.4% higher. Um, the customer acquisition was at the lowest since Q1 FY21 at 49,000. Uh, again, maybe the story of some of the other brokerages as well. And goes to show why 
the broking business remains a low PE business. Uh, IFS securities trades at about seven times TTMP, uh, so not surprising. Nelco had a good quarter, but revenue is up 14%, net profit up 86%. So that could do well. I think what will react is Unichem. If Guile acquire about 33.38% stake for a cash consideration of 1,034 crores, uh, and that indicates a difference of about 13% odd between the acquisition price and the current market price of Unichem. So do watch out for that. Wellspun India is going to consider a buyback that could be active. Uh, Mahindra Life Space preferred partner for a 850 crore project in Mumbai could be active. Uh, so these are a few names to watch out for. But largely, a flattish market, specific stocks might react to uh, results as they come out during the course of the day. But otherwise, don't expect too much of a move on the headline indices early morning. With this, it's back to you. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. 